0: Troopers, I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice. They get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm gonna get on my boat, and I'm going up river, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it. Now, who wants to go home And who wants
1: to go with me? It has begun. Fight. Prepare to die. We're still
0: trying to bow to you. (laughs) That was pathetic. Feel the wrath of Shao Kahn. You suck. Your brother's soul is mine. (laughs) You next. Finish it. Get over here. Flaws, victory, friendship, again. Those were five hundred dollars sunglasses, ass.
2: Hello and welcome to the show. I am Scott.
3: And I'm Joe. Hey, Joe. Hi, Scott.
2: We are Just Another Movie Night, and this is talking Trash.
3: Talking Trash.
2: Talking Trash, indeed. Uh, th- this is where we go to the bottom of the barrel, watch pe- movies that people call the worst movie ever made. So bad, it's good. And, huh? Did that movie happen? <laughs> All while asking the question, is this a bad movie? And what is the worst movie ever made? And today we are continuing in a lineup of watching the Mortal Kombat films in honor of Mortal Kombat's release of the new video game. And uh, today we're doing something different since we've watched all three Mortal Kombat live action films. I wanted to change it up and uh, do a movie that kind of links to those movies accidentally. And that is 1994's Street Fighter. It was 20 years ago. My father was the village magistrate, a simple man with a simple code, justice.
3: He gathered the few people that he could to stand against you. You and your bullies were driven back by farmers with pitchforks. My father saved his village at the
0: cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday.
2: And the reason I want to do it is because Mm -hmm. the Mortal Kombat video games wanted uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme to uh, be basically the the whole video game, Mortal Kombat, they wanted to base it around like Bloodsport and they wanted him to be in the game. They wanted to make a whole franchise around him and he didn't want to do it. And so they kind of created their own video game, taking little bits of pop culture and making it some of the characters and Johnny Cage in particular. This has been an ongoing thing. Even when the movie came out, the first Mortal Kombat movie, when it was in, in production, they again wanted him to do it. But he didn't do it. Instead, he did Street Fighter. 1994, mm-hmm. uh, the year before Mortal Kombat came out. Uh, Mortal Kombat was in like production for a bit. And uh, this movie had its own kind of production. And the reason I wanted to do it even bigger was just to point out what could have happened on the set of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted him to be uh, Johnny Cage.
3: That would have been pretty good. Except- I actually
2: think it wouldn't have.
3: I mean, if he would have just gotten rid of his accent...
2: <laughs> he can't. He can't. He cannot do it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say again, the actor playing Johnny Cage nails it in, in the Mortal Kombat film.
1: Yeah, I think he now, does good.
2: Coming to 1994 Street Fighter, and the reason I say that Mortal Kombat could have been the, the disaster that this film went through, this film had a crazy disaster behind the scenes. And that was... Van Dam was a huge coke addict. So much so, he said he had a $10,000 a day cocaine habit. Now, let's yeah, just put that in perspective.
3: I can see how that would be a problem.
2: And it didn't help that uh, he was offered $8 million to make this film.
3: Wow, that's a lot. In of 94.
2: Yeah. $8 million he did this film for. Between him and co-star Julia, between the two of them, they took the entire a huge chunk of this budget because this movie was only 35 million dollars in budget. And with Van Dam making eight and uh, Ro Julia taking another chunk of that money, basically the rest of the movie had to be cast by nobodies, like uh, smaller stars, people that no one knew at the time. Van Dam had his own uh, hotel with a gym in it. He uh, had a they had to hire a Wrangler. To get him to come to set. And I heard that Wrangler was also bad and doing drugs with him. Oh my god. And he would call out Sick to work. Oh. This is for eight million dollars. And he's calling yeah. out sick to work, not showing up on set, showing up high. And I, I would say, yeah, that makes sense watching this film.
1: Carl,
3: you can't.
0: Oh yes, I can.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean yeah. Oh, he,
2: he's a mess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's a mess.
2: <laughs> and I, this film in particular is a mess. And I, I can't wait to talk about it. This is a crazy film. Yeah. Now, it was written and directed by Stephen E. De Sosa, And he also is the writer of Commando, Commando, Die Hard 1 and 2, The Running Man, and also Hudson Hawk, Judge Dredd, and Beverly Hills Cop 3. Probably three of the worst movies ever
1: made.
3: Wow.
2: Uh, I would also name other ones, like the Flintstones, but who has all the time here? Uh, Yeah, he wrote and directed this one. That's wild. He he actually wrote this in, I think, a night, because he found out that they were coming to town to talk about Street Fighter, and he was given the chance to write the movie and pitch it, and I think he said he was a fan of the video game. Now, that's wild, And, and I think a lot of this, I can't really blame him for the script of this movie, because... They wanted specifically Van Damme to be Guile. That was their thing. Right off the bat, they said Guile. I don't know. That is one of my biggest questions in this movie.
3: Why does it have to be him, though? I mean, not... Why couldn't he be Ken? Yeah, he he could have been better as Ken. I, I don't feel why, like... I mean, I know he's a good martial artist, but I just don't understand the look. Like, why do they choose him? Like, I know that character is very hard to do. You know, in live action with the hair, yeah,
2: and, and video games in general are yeah. hard to transfer into movies.
3: I mean, his hair is so well, it's not like, anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, but I don't see how. You know, also Guile is an American, and there's no. American the, emanating yeah. from JCVD at all. I, I
2: know. And and the funniest part is he's American to the extent that he is like a stereotype American in the video game. You know, he's got the American tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, a douchebag fighter. He combs his hair when he, you know, when he wins. Yeah. And he's got crazy hair that's bleached up and everything like that. I don't think Van Damme one bit. And it is a baffling choice.
3: Okay, well, he has an accent. The actor is from Belgium. And you, you can just tell and say you don't know anything about Van Damme. The moment he speaks, you can tell, this guy is not American. Like, it was the worst casting. And it's like they even tried to, like, do his hair like like Giles. By but bleaching they, it. They must have poured the wrong mixture of color into his hair. Like, whoever was the, the, haird- the hairdresser on this set was like, oh, let me just try this orange concoction. Yeah.
2: It's like when you're in high school and you were like, you know what? I'm going to dye my hair with peroxide. And yeah. it turns a weird color because of your hair. Naturally, it doesn't exactly bleach it. You know, it, it kind of just changes the color. And here it is. It's like red.
3: Yeah, it's like orangey. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's very so odd. Weird.
1: It's so weird. <laughs> it's so
2: odd. And the only reason I brought up Ken is because at least Ken is a more of a main character of the video games. I guess nobody actually is the main character the games. Were kind of there was like a fights that tied into their own stories. Mm -hmm. But I think Ken and Ryu have always been kind of the staple main characters of these games. Yeah, You know, everybody always knows them as like the highlight. You know, they're kind of like that, like Mortal Kombat with the palette swapping. They're kind of that red or white costumes, but, you know, they're similar in a, a strange way. And I think it could have been interesting if they made him... Have like that brother character, and they get through some kind of trouble, and the other characters are around them instead of having guile. And I wouldn't even say he's the main character. I wonder how much they had to write. And for eight million dollars, he does not seem like the main character.
3: I know that's true, yeah, but oh I want to correct you on characters. something because you said he had a ten thousand dollar a day coke habit. He would be dead.
2: Yeah, I would think so too. It's what a week. It? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it makes more sense. I, I when I say a day. I mean... I, and what I was thinking about it, I was like, he how's he alive?
3: That's a lot of money per week, but yeah, $10,000 a week. Okay, a week. That's that makes more lot. sense. Yeah, he wouldn't have made it one day. Maybe
2: I was doing cocaine in uh, present-day numbers. <laughs> the recession. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the <a> cocaine habit.
3: <laughs> yeah, so you have to adjust for inflation. <laughs> <You> adjust for
2: inflation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this dude is dead. Hi, this is Jean-Claude Van Damme And this is the story of my life This
2: movie is crazy Again, this is another one Just like um, the new Mortal Kombat The one we just did last In the mm-hmm. last episode Where we were talking about what, like the, the writer and the director They've said, you know what? Let's just create an entire new character And make him the focus And I think the same thing happens here They're like, you know what? Let's have the whole movie be about Guile and, yeah. and of all the characters in this movie, why this character? And I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that it is really about him.
3: No, but he kind of takes front and center, obviously, because of the the actor that was slated to play him. So, you know, you have back in the 90s, especially in 94, JCVD was like, you know, he, he was doing well with yeah. his movies. And he was a very, like, prominent action star. And, you know, he does the kicks and the splits and all that. So yeah. everybody wanted him. For their action movies. But, like, I just don't understand, like, how, you know, they kind of put this one character front and center. They they could have added more characters, I think, uh, just to round it out and just they, make wait, it Wait, about... you wanted
2: more characters in this film? I mean. <laughs>
3: I
1: mean, they literally, right they
2: literally went through at least four video games as rosters.
3: I mean, okay.
2: And, All and, right. and, and so badly, this writer and director, well, this guy, he wrote and directed. He he went out of his way to tell you each character. They they had to say everybody's name. I mean, they had to. very prominently in this film.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're all Street Fighter characters. You had to. I know, but
2: it's just the way everything comes out. It feels very fake, and the way that he felt like he needed to smash every character into this thing. And yeah. they're like, I don't know who who's this? Oh, that's gonna be this guy now. Yeah. You know, he's. You get an actor in here
3: well so- I, I am with you on the fact that i'm i'm happier that he took this movie instead of played Johnny Cage. yes I'm happier that he did that I think
2: Mortal Kombat 95 is exactly what you wanted it to be it mm-hmm. worked out very well yeah that movie what, was crazy yes because yeah the, okay well I, you know what you know I have to say this before we begin talking about the, what happens in this movie and why it's so crazy. Now, we just talked about the strange choice of casting for Guile and how Guile's weird. Mm-hmm. But we have to talk about the other weird thing in this movie. And that's Raul Julia. Ugh. And who in hell thought Raul Julia for the villain and Bison?
3: I mean, it's so weird because... I, yeah, I mean, I feel bad this is his last movie. But this is not... You know, despite what the reviews on IMDb say, this is not what Raul Julia is going to be remembered for. No. 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 But um, it's...
2: Unfortunately... It's
3: unfortunate that he...
2: This is the one that he went out on.
3: Yeah.
2: And he he didn't even get to see it released. Picking him, uh, you would think you would get a larger man, a man who maybe could fight. seems a little more... I mean, there's a lot of action stars that are also bigger, like, guys... You could have, I mean, literally the guy playing Zangief could have been M. Bison. It would have been fine. I got to point this out. This is a really funny trivia. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, M. Bison is not the villain's name in the uh, Japanese version. What is it? It's actually um, Balrog.
3: Oh. They had
2: to switch the name. And do you know why? Can you guess?
3: Because Lord of the Rings had already claimed Balrog?
2: No, that's funny though. That actually is pretty funny. I wonder if it's a, the same name and I don't. Want, I want to know. That's actually interesting. No, this is even better because like, who is the character named Balrog in this film?
3: Oh, there is a Balrog in this yeah. film.
2: Oh, why do you shit. think that they don't want that actor to be M. Bison, Joe? Um, I I <laughs>
3: don't give, know. I'll give I'll give you a hint. It's in the initial
2: and the last name.
3: Yeah, Yeah. okay. So they
2: had the black boxer character in the video game named M. Bison. Oh
3: my god, wait. In Japan. No way.
2: So it's M. Bison is the American black boxer in the video game. So they switched it when it came to America to get around having that character a copyright or a, you know, they're basically stealing the likeness of Mike Tyson.
1: Wow. so they
2: changed it to m bison as being the villain instead of balrog
3: wow yeah
2: isn't that crazy <laughs> that's a nice like that thing trivia. and it's even funnier when you see the actor in this movie playing um bison mm-hmm. like <laughs>
3: yeah I, it's I, just you know. really
2: funny it is a weird thing and when that I, I wonder if they changed it everywhere now because it is a strange strange thing i think in the video game in the first one when it came out in a uh Overseas, that's how it was put out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, based off a Capcom video game, and uh, they want you to know that in this movie, too, by the way.
3: Oh, yeah, they throw it in your face
2: by actually na- labeling a cap on a barrel. Capcom,
3: it says it, it says Capcom <laughs> on the on freaking the cap. cap, the lid <laughs> of the barrel. I'm like, someone oh, thought that was Lord. a
2: really great joke. Uh, yeah, so okay, look, getting into this film, right. This movie opens up right off the bat with uh, one of our favorite actresses who refuses to age.
3: Oh my God, Ming-Na Wen!
2: Yes, she's okay. Look, I love her. She was on Agents of Shield, uh, which I actually, I actually really, really, really enjoy. And I don't know why a lot of people have not gotten into it. Uh, that's great. And she also recently showed up on the Book of Boba Fett. Probably never coming back. Oh. Unfortunately, uh, that movie, that show, is kind of not loved. Um, but she's great, and she is Chun Li in this film.
1: Yeah, she's so cute.
2: Again, another weird pick, but it. And also, what's strange is messing with the lore just to make everything gel together. She is now a reporter.
3: Yeah, she's like April O'Neil.
2: And M. Bison's his 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 uh what would you call it? His villain group, his organization is called Shadowloo in the video game. So, in this, they just said, nah, it's a country.
3: Okay. Well, that and, made me laugh so hard yes. because I was like, wait a minute. It's Shadaloo. called Shadaloo.
2: Shadaloo. baby.
3: And Southeast Asia. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, not a real place. Yeah, I mean, it's so
2: on the nose. It's like, it's so funny. Like, Shadaloo. And this is a country who is war-torn because the dictator... Uh, now, uh, what'd you guess? This is an supposed to be an Asian country. Is this does this make sense okay. to you to find out what country it's supposed to be? Yeah,
3: here's the thing: if they say Southeast Asia, that can
2: be anything. <laughs> Especially since this dictator is Ralph Julia.
3: Yes, and I don't. He doesn't scream
2: at anything. All. Any. I yeah. mean,
3: if you had to look at him, I would say that he's Latino.
2: Yes, without like, a 100%. doubt, one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, this is. Uh, gomez adams i mean and he is i I gotta give him credit in this movie because he was sick on set terribly sick he had his family with him and he was suffering from stomach cancer
3: was he i thought he died from complications of a stroke
2: no he was not yeah he was very sick and very ill during the filming of this movie they had to film around him because when he came to set they realized how sick he looked And so they had to change it up. And I'm going to tell you, you can't see it at all. He is giving it his all.
1: That's true. What's
2: brilliant about him is he, he, he knew exactly how to play this. He played this insanely over the top and almost comical in a way where he was taking it seriously at the same time, which he also does with his Gomez Adams. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah, he had his fil- his whole family on set, and uh, people said they adored him. They thought he was really great. Unfortunately, he was just very sick, so they had to film everything around him. But between him and Van Damme not even showing up to set, everybody was pissed off on the filming of this movie.
3: Aww. I mean, I can get – I mean, at least, you know, Van Damme not showing up. I mean, you could be mad at him because he's just a freaking cokehead. Yes. but No, Marvel I don't think Julia everybody was mad was on like, uh,
2: raw Julia. I think yeah. people actually said nice things about him. Aww. Apparently, uh, everybody loved Kylie Minogue.
3: Yeah, everybody liked her. Apparently, she, yeah. on
2: set she was amazing.
3: I read that too. She was a sweetheart.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, right off the bat, we're getting, getting Chun Li. Do is a reporter. We have her cameraman, E Honda, um, and then to hammer in every single character from the video game, uh, what we just talked about a minute ago, Balrog is her, uh, her uh, whatever the hell it is, the, uh, the working in the truck with them on their news crew. Apparently. And, uh, he
3: has the worst haircut. I don't care. I know it's in the video game, but why? Oh, it's so why? Bad. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs>
2: and we're getting information from her about Shadaloo's whole problem. And she goes up to interview the oncoming SWAT team or whatever the hell it is called the UA. Right? Is that what it is? The, yes,
3: but you said it no, stands for something. It does. No,
2: it's the uh, um, it's actually the oh, an, A-N. 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 yes a, an
3: yes
2: yeah. Uh, what is it called? The uh, <laughs> the uh, oh my god,
3: something nations. It's not of...
2: united. It's uh, something close.
3: No, I
1: don't oh, know geez. what it's it is. Oh jeez, it's an A though. It starts with it, isn't a. 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 Yeah. it? Yeah, It's
2: like united, but it's an A. The uh, <sighs> what a fucking oh my
0: god! Yeah. I'm such an idiot.
2: Assists, uh, oh okay, my a- god, N- no, allied, right. the allied nations, allied nations, the no. allied nations, allied, okay,
3: yeah, it's allied nations. Oh,
2: is it a, a, allied. allied? Allied, I'm sorry, the Al- allied nations force, special for um, special unit force, whatever the hell it is, and it is run by Guile
1: mm-hmm.
2: Van Dam, yes. And he gets out, he's a jerk, right, right off the bat, he's just pushy, he doesn't want to talk to reporters. He is followed up by his two main guys, which are Cammie, which we said is Kylie Minogue, right? Yep. Um, who the director was actually uh, didn't have casting. And the, they filmed this in Australia, apparently. And they asked, uh, the, the, I guess they were filming in Australia. And they said, we need a crew member, a cast member to be hired from Australia. And so he's like, oh, I got somebody. And I saw her on the magazine cover. Mm-hmm. So he hired her to play Cami. Mm -hmm. which actually works out.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think she's fine. She she does fine in this movie. Yeah,
2: and also a very, really grumpy-looking gentleman who hardly has lines except for pushing people out of the way. Uh, I believe he's supposed to be T-Hawk, and the reason I love this is later on he just puts a bandana on, (laughs) uh, like a little, like, sweatband (laughs) around his head, like a a Native American sweatband just to say, I'm T-Hawk.
3: I just wish that they would have paid more love to the actual... um, the actual like costumes instead of changing the colors
2: you and know the fact that the, it's like one of those movies that as the movie goes on costumes just start falling out of the sky onto the characters <laughs> right they just, just start suddenly costumes. becoming the characters slowly <laughs> put
3: your arms up and just make sure they go right yeah. into the sleeves and you're fine
2: it's so weird the way <laughs> the characters start slipping into their outfits
3: oh my gosh i know but you know i will say this there was not a costume change for Cammy. You thought there was, but all she did was take off her top, and she had that blue tank top underneath. Yes, so. but it
2: was like her outfit was under there. She just didn't drop her pants to get the whole outfit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> her hair suddenly goes into her hair. Yeah. Her uh, her top unzips and comes off, and then she's in the the tights yeah. on the top, and she even has the gloves suddenly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. It, the
2: whole movie does it. I don't know if she got a little cap. That'd be well, funny. I don't know if I noticed that. But.
3: No, she didn't have a cap.
2: But yeah, these characters. So, yeah, right up. Um, so, Chun li is trying to interview uh, Guile because they, they want to take down M. Bison. And at the same time, we get to see Raw Julia as M. Bison watching on a screen as he gets prisoners because the whole thing is that M. Bison has kidnapped uh, this A and uh, like a convoy of soldiers and medical unit and like people to help the people of Shadowloo apparently and we have to know this is this movie I don't know if Austin Powers watched this movie and stole <laughs> everything from this movie because this is that movie he is Dr Evil in this film he but a Dr Evil who kills people
1: mm-hmm. and just
2: relishes the dialogue he does that he, he, you know he's the he's the head he's the dictator he doesn't have to do anything But people, and he's got. By the way, we got to point out the soldiers. He just has the the masked villains all over with machine guns. Like he talked in a lot of people into following his insanity.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't really see what his cause was all about to make them like to make them follow him into like
2: you know, I mean, he bloody war. This guy has a painting later on of himself as a clown (laughs) that he painted it looks like uh john wayne gacy
1: yeah it, does. it is
2: creepy it is. it is weird and i don't know what they're going for half time,
3: has right? a movie um, a part in the movie she like stares at it and she's yeah. like
2: <laughs> it's so funny because the movie seems to take itself extremely oddly serious outside of raw julia but raw julia scenes are insane and dialed up so high For real that they steal everything they're so funny and weird that you yep. can't help but laugh
3: you gotta have to love it though because i mean you know he was really bringing it i mean i think he was i cannot believe in
2: he was sick like so I much effort tell.
3: so much effort he and is yeah, so he did over- have surgery like right before filming this yep. movie poor man yeah
2: uh, and the fact that he even came to the, do the movie, he just fulfilled this. Well, he uh, did
3: this for his kids. Yeah,
2: apparently the kids love the game. So mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I mean, you know, that would be cool.
3: Aww. And none of the crew knew that he was sick.
2: Until he got there.
1: Until, yeah. yeah, I
2: think they started finding out really quick. They said when he got to set and they saw how sickly he looked, yeah. they had to film things around him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, he. we get to watch him, and he, of course, comes in there, and he's watching... This uh, report, as he starts uh, throwing these people in a weird pit, it's like a it's like a cage in the ground, but it's a, a trap door. You're there's right. It is like
3: diabolical, uh, like like awesome power shit for it's, real.
2: It's next level. Like you know weird.
3: he opens the floor and there's like a, a shark with freaking yeah. laser beams attached to their heads. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's like.
2: And he throws people in this pit. And it's—it seems so, not needed. They could have just put them in a room somewhere. I know. They threw him in a metal pit in the middle of their office, like their main or or like operations base.
3: Yeah, but only because he just wanted everyone to know that he has a pit in the floor.
2: Yeah, he wants us to know. I'm really weird.
0: Hostage pit closing. You came from across the world to fight me, soldier. Stand clear
1: now is
0: your chance.
2: Like, I'm a weird evil dude.
1: Like,
3: I can do that because I'm evil. Yeah.
2: And he's got his two henchmen, by the way, which is Zangief, which is a large Russian man who is actually very funny in this film.
0: Quick, change the channel.
2: He's really over the top. We've seen him before, though. He's actually really funny.
3: I think we've seen him before. Yes, and
2: he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, I think he was actually in uh Batman Returns as um, Christopher Walken's son. If I'm oh. not mistaken, I think that's him. I could be a, I could be wrong. <laughs> but yeah, he is playing Zangief, and also we have your actor that you love from everything. Okay, so
3: Miguel Nunez was highly, highly underused here. Um Miguel Nunez plays Spider in one of my favorite movies, Return of the Living Dead. And he's the one that says, where the fuck y'all going? Help me by the door, stupid fuckers. <laughs> where
0: the fuck you going? Help me by the door, stupid fuckers.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. It's the best line in the whole movie. And um, yeah, I, he... I just love him. He's in everything that I love. He's also in the Friday the 13th movies. Like he, he's he's great.
2: Yeah. And here they need you to know this is another Street Fighter character, DJ. So yes. they, they will tell you everything. And they gave him... And Jamaican accent. And
3: they give him, yes, but and he also has nothing to do, though. Like no, It's no. just a waste of a beautiful actor. He
2: makes a lot of faces. Yeah. He's like a weird comic relief, but jo- Raul Julia in himself and Zangief are all comic relief in this film. It is
1: very, very strange that have films <laughs> this funny. I know. Um, I
3: just wish that we had more Miguel Nunez, because let me tell you, he is great. You should see all his movies.
2: Well, this is where bison starts killing off the soldiers by telling them to fight him but the moment they can't get even close to him he breaks their necks like instantly mm-hmm. because he's amazing he's an amazing fighter and by the way can we describe for the i mean i think everybody has to know if you've ever seen this video game what bison looks like <laughs> he is wearing a red now the raw julia wearing a giant cape huge iron like uh shoulder pads and a crazy what do we call that like a green beret cap or what kind of cap is no, that no
3: he looks like a nazi
2: yeah it's it's like
3: it's like a um what do you call it like a like one of those nazi hats i guess so it's has, all like, red wings. though it,
2: he's got a very red color scheme
3: yes it's re- he well he wears my favorite color scheme he wears red and black and then he has like purple in his cape
2: you can hardly tell here it looks like a uh, more maroon than anything else in the uh, in the movie
3: yeah, that's true. It does look more, like, maroon, but...
2: He is... And, and I know that behind the scenes, he said he looked at dictators to mimic. So he's actually doing certain mannerisms from dictators. The fact that he went this far for this movie is mind-blowing. He read the script and went for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, it, That's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, he... Uh, so he's killing some soldiers. And this is one of my favorite bits, right? Uh, for some reason, Guile, they ask him... Do you want to say... You know, Chun-Li's like, do you want to say anything to um, the people that uh, were taken? And this is where he like grabs the microphone and screams into the camera. And the funniest part is, if you watch Van Damme, is not even holding the microphone up to his mouth. He's holding it off to the side while screaming into it. <laughs> and he says that uh, he's co- he wants to say something. He wants to say something. to M. Bison. He's going to come for that son of a bitch. And, and his friend Charlie, we're coming to save you. <laughs> now... I love this bit. I don't know what happens here. I don't I don't think it's even explainable. But somehow M. Bison tells DJ to take over the airwaves. Yes. And when he hears Charlie, he realizes that the next soldier in line to die is Charlie. And I would say that Guile actually gets Charlie killed or messed up here. And the reason that everything happens to Charlie is because he yelled his name out. So why wouldn't the villain get revenge on the person that he cares about?
1: Of course he would. I would
2: never say my friend's name. And by the way, oh, Charlie's there? Please don't (laughs) hurt him. Don't do anything to Charlie. Well, Um, I have
3: a question because, like, um, I I had a tough question. So in the movie, okay, so I'm reading that M. Bison is also known as Vega. But there was a character in this movie called Vega.
2: Is he really? Yes. I've never heard that.
3: Yes, I'm reading on the wiki right now. It says that in he's known as Vega, and in Japan it's Vega, I guess. That's what they call him in Japan. So it wasn't Balrog? But, oh, was I wrong
2: with all this information?
3: Hold on. He's Vega. Yeah, it says he's Vega. Oh, it says, hold on. You're right. Okay. It says...
2: Yeah, I was right. M.
3: Bison uh, in Japan is named Balrog. M. Bison.
2: Yeah, in Japan, the character of Balrog is named El, um, M. Bison.
3: Okay, this it says letter. for Vega, he's also Vega. So I don't understand that.
2: 2,000 years later. So it's a long convoluted thing here, but it seems like they switched their characters around. So I guess the only information I got wrong was that he was named Vega, and they, they figured that there would be a big problem coming along mm-hmm. with uh, M. Bison.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, Mike. They actually called him Mike Bison. And apparently yes. they changed it from Mike Bison to right um, M. Bison. And then they were like, wait, there might be a concern. So they shifted three characters' names around. I got it. So Vega became I don't know what Vega's name was, but it doesn't... None of that really matters. No, I, was, just... I was pretty much right with this side, with this. But it was just one more character was actually Vega.
3: So much later that the old narrator got tired of waiting and they had to hire a new one.
2: Bison somehow takes over the airwaves here. He asked DJ to take over the airwaves and i don't know how but he does and now this is the oddest moment ever there are no camera crews in m bison's base and there is no screen in front of guile right but somehow both characters can see each other
3: i feel like i feel like guile can't see him but bison he starts talking to him well i mean he could be talking to him but looking into, maybe he's looking into the news camera because he literally- But where's it. he hearing it? That's true.
2: Yes. That's my true. Thing, my, my whole thought is no one put a microphone, like a, a speaker up and no one put a headset on him. That's true. He's just suddenly talking to him.
3: They're literally ta- having a conversation and talking to each other through yeah. nothingness.
2: He never stares away from the camera to see where the, the sound is coming from, which I would think would be with Balrog mm-hmm. in the uh, truck. I, he doesn't. I don't understand, but they have a conversation where they yell at each other. And and I will point out that M. Bison is asking for, was it a couple billion okay, dollars? Okay, it
3: was, I want to say that they, they said 20 billion with a B. I can't
2: imagine it was 20. This I, sounds like the Coke thing all over again. I know. But he's asking for a billion dollars, which is that Dr. Evil joke where he's like a million dollars, and yeah. they're all laughing at him, and he's like, two billion dollars that's how i feel here and bison in 94 is asking for billions
3: yeah that's crazy it's like wow yeah
2: good for you right (laughs) he's also asking for he keeps coming up with things throughout this movie about plans that he has oh i'm gonna do this next It, it this organization his organization the villain organization is sloppy at best they they're on an island they've kidnapped a convoy. And he, for some reason, thinks that is worthy of taking over the world.
3: Yeah, I don't understand that. It, First of all, it's not
2: like he has a lot of stakes. At- this
3: is the ransom that he's asking them to pay because these these doctors and scientists are helping the the nation of Shadaloo. Yes, and so he's asking for a billion. He's
2: asking for billions of dollars. Billions
3: of dollars to to rescue them. And and not
2: use- not only them, but he's also got some other plan. He keeps coming up with plans, and every time I'm like, I don't understand his threat. If he had, like, weapons of mass destruction and he was going to blow up the world, then I can understand it. Yeah. All I can see here is that he has some convoluted idea that he's going to make super mutants. He sounds like <laughs> Bela Lugosi in... Uh...
3: A, race, <laughs> a race of atomic supermen. <laughs> in
2: the head of the monster, Bela Lugosi famously says... That he's going to create a race, a race of atomic, atomic supermen yes. that will take over the world.
3: I mean, this is on, yeah. on that level. It's on that level.
2: And my favorite thing about these villains in these movies their one plan is to kidnap people to turn into monsters. Why would you have somebody, why would you not take one of your soldiers who is willing to work for you and turn them into a superhuman?
1: That's true. Because they
2: already work for you. Instead, they turn people who already hate their guts. Do you ever notice that in these movies?
3: Right. And so why do you think that after you mutilate this person and turn them into a monster that they're going to want to help you and follow it, that's you? That's exactly and, right.
2: Like, it makes of no all sense. all the people to turn, it wouldn't be some random schmo that you found.
3: Right. It, it's so bizarre. Like, this is the dumbest <laughs> plan on what Earth. A,
2: what a weird plan. Uh, and Guile and him are yelling at each other. And he basically shuts it off. And he takes Charlie who is, like I said, the next soldier in line, and decides to get revenge on Guile by mutating this gentleman.
3: Yes, but how... Remember, this is just one of the things that he's doing bad. I mean, how about that he has all these scientists and doctors in in a hole in, the, in his facility, and he's asking for billions of dollars. Like, that's really... I mean, not only is that absurd, but why do you expect one man... To to meet your demands. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's going after Guile.
2: Well, no. He, Guile is just the head of the military operation that's coming after him.
3: Yeah, but it just seems like his focus is way too on Guile.
2: He's got another focus later on where he tells another character that he's going to kidnap the Queen of England.
3: I know. Oh, my God.
2: And he's going to hold her for ransom. And the ransom is to change their money into bison bucks. He says that one bison buck will be worth five pounds.
1: <laughs> bison I'm like, buck. What
2: the <laughs> fuck is going on? I cannot take this movie seriously anytime that Rod Julia is talking. Wait, it is,
3: you, you, can't, you can't take this movie seriously. I can't take this it movie,
2: movie seriously at all, but oh I'm saying God. that every time he comes on, even if I'm remotely supposed to care about characters, every time that Rod Julia comes back on screen, I start laughing again.
3: I mean, it's. Can I just say a quote?
2: Oh, I have some, and Can we're going to get to that. Let's what's, okay. what's wait to get to that because these quotes are incredible. Did you also take down quotes?
3: <laughs> I took down some. Oh,
2: I got some because I have three in particular that I no. absolutely love. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, we got this whole thing now. And if that wasn't enough, if we don't have Guile, Cammy, T Chun Lee, E Honda, uh, Balrog, M Bison, DJ, um zangief if that and charlie vega we haven't got to that but Mm -hmm. that's what i was about to say Mm -hmm. if we didn't have those characters weren't enough now we're going to be introduced to ryu and ken (laughs) who usually are your your heroes your badasses the guys that you want to play as in, in the video game and here they come as arm dealers yeah. They're well, Han Solo characters. Uh,
3: okay. Well, they yeah, I mean...
2: These two characters look like they stepped out of uh, Big tromolo, China.
3: Yeah, they do. And they don't describe themselves as arms dealers. They they say... Um, what did they say? Not antique dealers. Just something they're like businessmen. Okay, something like that. They're, they're, yeah. they're
2: crooks, and they are selling guns. <laughs> and they're selling guns. And, of course, because this is a movie, we're told that they're selling guns to a gentleman who owns a cage match... Uh, fighting place because this is a foreign country and every time you see any of these movies they're got to walk into a room full of people betting on two people about to kill of each
3: course, other of course there's
2: always a chicken flying by that's always and there's the always guys. people yeah. and i will say that
3: <laughs> the I will, chicken it's flying. always a
2: chickens <laughs> flying by like they're in the middle of a shithole it's yeah. always so funny and people are always in business suits Bang. yeah
3: yeah in in a shithole in yeah. like a sweaty box place
2: uh, why did they who the fuck came up with these weird cliches in these
3: movies no but that's always where the the rich yeah. people are it's weird
2: yeah and uh, i will this is the one thing i have to point out the one character who actually feels like he popped out of the video game is vega yeah this guy's in a in a in a cage, in the cage about to fight another guy
3: yes but can we say that he's blonde in the game he's blonde
2: it doesn't matter. He's got... You really can't tell. He's just got a long... I actually think he had dark hair in the game.
3: That's not what well It heard. doesn't
2: matter. Okay. It, it, he looks great. The actor they picked is perfect. He actually... You know, he has got the body type. He, he's he got the exact outfit on. He's got the mask. And he even has the claw. And they bring him to stage. And the whole joke with him is he's... um, Like, he's, he's so self-absorbed. That's why he wears the mask. He doesn't want anybody to hit his face... And he throws roses. Yeah. And he's like really a showboater in the game. So he's perfect here. He comes to the ring. He's got like a guy with a pillow with his mask on it.
3: Yes. He's like a... He's, he's yeah, a he's pretty a, boy. He's a pretty boy. He's like a, he's a perfect.
2: D-buck. He's probably the best looking of the whole movie. Everybody else looks like weird picks. Everybody's a strange yeah. pick. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: JCVD's hair is number one. If, Terrible. Oh, Bell
2: Rock. I mean, and Bison. I mean, everybody's just so weird. Um but, yes, they, Ken and Ryu are being uh, brought into this place as this match is going on where Rega is killing another guy in the, in the uh, cage match. And uh, they're brought in, and it turns out that the person they're selling guns to is Sagat.
3: Uh huh. Sagat.
2: Yeah. And that's another uh, main bad guy from the video game, a guy with an eye patch.
3: He has an eye patch. That means he's diabolical.
2: Yes. Uh,
3: I mean, unless you're <laughs> Nick Fury. Yes. <laughs>
2: apparently ken and ryu now i I guess we have to point out that ken's actor he looks like a cross between michael bean and someone else
3: oh my god it is so weird
2: and and strange of a pick
3: i don't like it it bothers me he
2: doesn't look like a fighter but these two guys actually have some kind of fun chemistry although he's not the best they're not the the acting is a little sus but (laughs) the, the two characters do have a little fun chemistry and they're probably some of the better moments. Their little bromance
3: yeah, It's like kind of some of, of the together. better moments. Yeah, yeah, they actually do work off each other very if, well. If
2: the entire Guile subplot was removed from this film, I might have had more fun.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that kind of hurts me to say because I love JCVD. I am very entertained by his movies.
2: When I was a kid, I wasn't a big fan of his. And the reason was that he always came off as a real jerk like oh, behind the set yeah and arrogant he was yeah. very arrogant and it was very clear that he was a drug addict mm-hmm. and i couldn't get into him i think as a person when i got older we saw uh jvcd the movie
3: jcbd and it mm-hmm.
2: was fantastic and he does a whole scene in there where he talks about his life to the camera while crying
1: mm-hmm.
2: it and changes it changes things it for you. changes a lot for me and i respected him uh, so much after seeing that film that i went back and started watching all his movies and I enjoyed myself a lot more. And I enjoyed him in those movies a lot more. And I understand when someone gets th- like fame thrusted upon them. I mean, this guy, if anybody doesn't know this, I have to tell this story. He was supposed to be the predator. And if you, I, if people don't know about this, you have to go search the footage of him behind the scenes. It was going to be a whole other movie. And the alien looked terrible. And he was the predator. And they stuck him in a suit where he couldn't see It was a nightmare. And he had such a terrible thing. That was his first, like, oh, I'm coming to America. I'm going to make a big film, you know. And uh, that's what they treated him. And they ended up, like, getting rid of him from the film and redoing it. And that movie turned out amazing. Mm -hmm. The problem is, you know, when he finally did get famous, he had an ego. Like, you know, I deserve this. You treated me like shit. Now I'm kind of like that. And, of course, the fame women, drugs, all these things are being thrown at you as the fame comes along. Of course he's going to turn into an egomaniac. And I don't, I don't, I I understand, and I never blame any of these people. I feel bad for them and all that kind of stuff. That's how I feel about them, you know. But, uh, yeah, he, in this film, unfortunately, is probably the weakest element for me.
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we've we seen his movies, and you know, The Quest, that's like my favorite one of his.
2: And you're, everybody would be like like mad about that, because people don't like that film, but I we kind of care. like it. I and
3: don't He directed
2: I, it, and it's actually not that bad. It's actually, he put a lot into it. I
3: mean, I'm always different. My favorite Beatle is Ringo. Leave me alone. Anyway, so...
1: <laughs> I
2: thought it was George.
3: I mean, I do like George, yes. George has the best songs. Anyway, um, so I I feel like, yes, you are correct. He is... He's kind of like the weak part of this. He is
2: the weak part, and, and I I kind of enjoy the other characters, although it is way too silly, and it feels like another video game movie that uh, came out before this was just Double Dragon. Yeah, it feels very similar with the, that movie. The, these two characters, Ken and Ryu. Mm-hmm. Well, they they uh, they get caught up in a whole thing where they're selling guns, and of course the this becomes that shady dealing where it's like you give us the money we'll give you the guns oh i already have your guns and it turns out that the guns that we're going to give them were toys and they shoot tennis balls
3: that was funny yeah.
2: it, it's so funny because the actor playing ken is soaking in sweat at one shot in a couple shots like he, out of nowhere he's yeah. just soaked i don't know what was going on what was cut out
3: i'm pretty sure that in this particular area of filming They didn't have any kind of air conditioning units because I feel like everybody was dying.
2: Well, another weird thing is this movie got an R rating.
3: It did?
2: And they had to edit it down to give a PG-13 because Capcom was like, hell no.
3: Did someone say the F word or whatever? I
2: cannot find information about what this R rated cut would have had because there's nothing really... I can't see a moment where this movie was ever taking itself seriously to have cursing or killing. Yeah, or blood.
3: That's weird. But then in Mortal Kombat, the the recent Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one, they do swear a lot, and that's also weird to me. I, I think I mentioned it in our podcast.
2: What about it though? That's a straight up R film though.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of blood and gore. Oh, there's stuff, a lot of
2: gore in there. But
3: um, I just thought that was weird.
2: Yeah, I would love to know what was in this cut, and this could have been one of those scenes where he curses, or there was a joke. Yeah, here that they might have cut down to say why he's so sweaty.
3: Yeah, but isn't it like one f bomb is still a PG-13?
2: I think you're allowed to have a number of certain things in each movie to make it like one boob, one shot of boobs, one yeah. uh, one shit, one uh, you know f.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. Why I'm saying f. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're yeah. an
3: adult, sir. You can say the word.
2: Yeah, it's so it's silly. We got a uh, Vega Saget. You know, or Sagat. Sagat. I always used to say you Saget when I was a kid. Bob Saget.
3: No, you were just. <laughs> you're a kid and you're a dummy
2: well you'd also have it pronounced you know you don't have it been told because they didn't talk in the video games back right then. True. so you wouldn't you had to read it and come up with how you say these names
3: yeah you
2: know? that's very true um so yeah basically we got this whole thing so basically they're, they're the the gun runners sagat sells the guns to mbison this is what i'm talking about with this guy's a dictator he has to have guns brought to him by some warlord that works out of a sweatshop.
3: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, that doesn't scream like warlord or, you know, professional. No, criminal. nobody does. Like, it's almost comical. It's yeah. like this person, this character, I know stepped out of a video game, but it seemed like this person stepped out of, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it was Everybody so does in this one. Weird. It was goofy.
2: And, of course, because this is a goofy movie, they don't instantly kill Ken and Ryu off the bat. Which they, they could right just
3: there. do. Yeah. Well, they, you're supposed off to the pronounce bat. it Ryu.
2: Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus, I wasn't even knowing I was getting that wrong. Is that right?
3: Well, they say Ryu. I thought it was Ryu. That's what they say in the movie, but that is incorrect. They're supposed to say Ryu, as they do in the video game. That's what I just read.
2: Interesting. I didn't know it was Ryu. Yeah, Ryu. Okay, Mm -hmm. so, okay. You did not say right off the bat
3: very well. That's what I was asking about, and I
2: found out I was saying something else wrong, (laughs) which is always going to be the case.
3: (laughs) It's literally my job as your wife, and as your, like co-host and companion to tell you that you're saying stuff wrong.
2: Shout out to a person who told me I say robot wrong. I was told I say robot wrong. I'm saying robot. You say robot. Robots. A robot. Robots. You say in it
3: disguise. fast when you say it fast you say robot.
2: Robots. Okay. And then someone said, "Where are you from, the north?" I said, "Yeah."
3: Yeah, and you also say a fo- New forehead and a draw. Forehead? I don't
2: say forehead. I've what? never said forehead.
3: Uh-uh-uh. I've never, but I do I've say draw. I've lived with you for a long time, sir, and I will I've say, never
2: mm. said forehead. Fa- forehead forehead Rex. at
3: my forehead. Look at my forehead. <laughs> you always say it. You don't Anyways, can even catch
2: yourself. Let's get back on track. Okay, I
3: married you. Bye. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I know you. I hear you.
2: I listen It sounded you. like a like a punishment for you that you... you married me.
3: No. I know you better than you know yourself.
2: I'm going to smack you in the forehead. <laughs> I'll kick you right in the robot robot in my robot robot
0: <laughs> I- fight with me you have made me a happy man next I'll make you a dead one yeah
2: I actually don't think i was like that's not wrong it's a robot and i asked uh, no- i i asked another friend at work and I was like uh well, well, what do those call those uh you know mechanical uh, androids? what do you call those and, and she's like robot <laughs> i was like new yorkers
3: it's a freaking robot robots
2: in disguise
3: it's like people that can't say caramel caramel there's an a in the middle it's not caramel okay it's just not caramel people who say caramel just get your lives together okay it is caramel
2: caramel i have caribbean or pirates Pirates of the the caribbean
3: pirates of the Caribbean. caribbean yeah and let me tell you, I am not the foremost authority on nothing, but I could tell you there's a goddamn a in the word caramel. It's not caramel, it's caramel.
2: We're really off track here. Let's we get are. back onto this movie. Let's please. get back it's, to uh, Ryu. Somehow we already uh, wasted a. Shit we were of talking time.
3: about Ken and Ryu.
2: Okay, I'm gonna say Ryu still. Um, you can say it. They they stake them, of course, because the villains never kill anybody. The villains decide to throw them in a cage match.
3: Okay, I don't understand this. No. What is the reasoning?
2: Why didn't they just shoot them?
3: I want to know what the reasoning was. He knew that they were there to infiltrate his whole operation. Yeah. Do you know how many times in this film he could have just taken them out?
2: That's a running joke in almost every bad movie we watch. Like, villains just do not want to kill people. No. They'll kill everybody but the main people they really want dead.
3: Yeah, but I mean, cause movie. Yeah, cause movie. They can't. He can't kill him. He can't. It's kill so
2: true. The and, and this is one of those wacky movies that now everything's like a joke. And like I said, when I I'm not even lying, uh, Ryu and Ken are virtually big trouble with China characters because everything that happens to them is like comical in a way where it's like an action movie and it's a buddy buddy movie. Mm-hmm. So he gets put in a ring to fight Vega, and he takes off. Someone rips off his shirt. Like a ring girl rips off his shirt Mm -hmm. and shows his body. And uh, all the women who are holding up Vega signs are like, throw them away. Because they're instantly now attracted to Ryan.
3: I know. It's funny.
2: And so uh, they're going to fight. But uh, because movie, we're actually told, uh, and and we didn't even point this out. Shadaloo has its own Robin Williams doing the uh, uh, good morning Shadaloo guy. You know,
1: yeah, like good hello, morning, good
2: morning, Shadow. Yeah, like
1: good Everybody morning. Everybody doing Vietnam. good
2: out there with their bison tech. You know, it's so I didn't stupid. Understand
3: anything that was happening in that scene?
2: Well, that that's going on through the whole movie. There's this running joke with a announcer doing the Robin Williams from Good Morning of Vietnam,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who is a real person, and they think that's funny. Here, they're doing that a lot, and they keep doing using that for what's going on in the movie. Kind of a thing. They don't feel like, oh, we don't have any. We didn't film anything here. So, anybody outside of the curfew will be killed instantly on the street. Okay. What does the AN do? They murder people when they're out on the street.
3: It seems like there's a major dictatorship, and they're all like confined to their homes at like a certain time. Right. And
2: Bison is the villain, or the AN, because everybody seems like a dick in this film.
3: Well, it seems like they're promoting Bison tech, and first of all, I think this is like a, a nation that doesn't really have any money or any means to get technology.
2: Why, why are you saying that?
3: I mean, because they're making it seem like all the, the places that they went to were were kind of in poverty. I mean, didn't you notice?
2: Well, yeah, I time? think they were kind of referencing how M. Bison has been uh, enslaving his people, and that's why the AN is here to try to push out the dictator. Okay. But there is not enough of why he's such a, a power dictator.
3: No, we and, don't get anything.
2: And uh, the reason I brought up the announcer is saying that uh, anybody on the streets after curfew will be killed. Right before Ryu and, Ken and Vega can fight, Guile smashes a tank, what's, what seems like missiles on the front of it, into a into the ring.
3: Okay, these were not missiles. They were like like
2: rocket ships, okay? They were <laughs> freaking huge. They're huge. I on don't know why. On the side
3: of this tank.
2: Uh, would you smash those things through a wall right
3: how does he know that they weren't going to explode when he did that
2: uh, it's so it was weird. the
3: stupidest thing and, i've
2: ever seen and he crashes right in to the ring where people should be sitting
3: yeah he could so i said killed, he killed 50 people yeah he could have killed like half the people in that yeah. arena he it's it, right through the wall like that was the stupidest thing i've ever seen and and he, he gets out of there out of he. Pops his head out, open through like the a tank thing, cover. Yeah, through the tank cover, and he's like, "You're all under arrest." But like, what? How do you know that there's not corpses underneath the wheels of this thing?
2: Yeah, and this is a famous, well-known, like, draw, like, gunrunner bad guy who yeah. all of his soldiers should have weapons,
3: right? And, and they're the-
2: also badasses. Like Vega's supposed to be the best fighter.
3: Well, he had to dip because. But they didn't. The they ring- got, They all got arrested. Yeah, but I mean. The ring was crashed through. I mean, if they were standing any closer to the other side of the ring, everybody would have been dead.
2: But but what I love here is that only this tank came through the wall. And then suddenly, in the far shot, when he says, you're all under arrest, there's already cops in between each section. Yep. And then everybody puts up their hands like it's a joke.
1: Yeah.
2: And they're all just arrested.
3: It's...
2: (laughs) And they're all... They all go into a jail... And I guess they want to kill Ken and Ryu so bad that they start setting them up. And I guess Kami uh, and Guile see this and they're like, oh, we can use them. Maybe we can use the enemy of our enemies to help us out. Yeah. Get, because we think that Sag- uh, Sagat can, is running guns. If we can prove it, we can get Lord back to where M. Bison's hiding. They don't even know where he is.
3: I know. Their Their plan is so...
2: It's so convoluted, it is so bizarre. But to make it even more goofy, their plan is to ask Ken and Ryu to to sneak out with Sagat and Vega in chains and get a gun and unlock them all, look like bad guys that are helping Sagat and team up with him by shooting Guile in the street, in Hmm. front of everybody. They set up an entire thing and so it goes down where Ken and Ryu go through this entire thing where they're all in chains. They get away. They get the keys by pretending to fight. And they unlock all the chains. They give it to Sagat. They take over the truck they're in. And, and Guile stands out in front of them shooting. And Ken leans over the side and shoots Guile like three times in the chest.
3: Well, it was a tummy. It was, in, it yeah, was in and the tummy. Yeah, the outcast.
2: His tummy. His tum-tum.
3: His stomach. Is that more manly for you? Motherfucker. So Guile's <laughs> tummy
2: hurts and he falls dead. And that's where Sagat and Vega are like, oh shit, you guys are pretty good. Let's team up. Let's be friends. I'm going to bring yeah. you to my boss and you."
3: Which is crazy because how could they have known that that plan would have worked? It was so goofy. There were so
2: many parts to it because uh, some of uh, Guile's other soldiers try to kill and they shoot. They riddle the truck with bullets. And I don't know how they didn't hit anyone. That's true. They do. Uh, T-Hawk actually has to stop them and say, stop shooting. You yeah. might hit Guile. Yeah. And It's a very, very loose plot that they could have failed at any moment. But it works out perfectly of for them. Of
3: course it does. I mean, there's no way in hell that guy, um, what's his name, mm-hmm. Saga, that he wants to... Team up with these two. He no. wants to freaking kill them. Yeah, now he's on board. They hand him the keys, like, "Oh, we're, we'll help you escape." At any moment, he could have just killed them. Yes, you know, it's so stupid. It's
2: so stupid. And, and uh now we actually get a, a a cutaway to M. Bison. Plot. He has this man who is. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to butcher. Dazzle. Uh, Dazzle oh. is that how you pronounce his name?
3: I don't know how to pronounce it either. You're close enough.
2: Uh, yeah, this is the uh, very famous uh, stretchy character in the video game. <laughs> he is a uh, an act. He's played by an actor. It's a lot of stuff in this movie. He uh, he's in chains, comical chains. He's a doctor. Yeah, he's a scientist who's in this room, uh, and they're experimenting on Charlie from before. And by the way, Charlie's full name is Charlie Blanca. <laughs> Blanca, which
3: Blanca doesn't that mean white in, in Spanish?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yes. Um,
3: but it's funny because he's not white. He,
2: he's, well, he was, and then he turns into something else. He's
3: something else now. Yeah,
2: this is uh, basically them turning <laughs> two characters into one here. Yeah. And that is the fact that they had to come up with a way to actually make Blanca in this this movie, and this is what they came up with. It is really wild. And this is where I was talking about with M. Bison's plot. He's trying to make superhumans by torturing human beings with clips of war. They put these goggles on them and show them like imagery of crazy stuff while also injecting them. And this is one of my favorite bits. They wheel in comical bags (laughs) of fluids that are actually... Balanca's color scheme from the video game it's red and green and it actually has giant labels on them that say hilarious stuff like you would never it says caution this is uh like it's
3: radioactive radioactive in, dna yeah, radioactive dna injectables. And one
2: says plasma like uh something like a crazy plasma caution
3: it's so it, cheesy. It, it's just so cheesy
2: and this doctor isn't a comical chain. he's because they have him in the video game having these chains on him, basically has like handcuffs tied to his neck yep. in the video game, kind of a thing. Like he has these cuffs for some reason in the mm-hmm. game. I don't know how they tie into that character's uh, lore. But so they had to figure out a way to do it here. So they put a comical chain around this guy's neck that are handcuffs. To his handcuffs, there's chains. It, it is, he can still move his arms fine. Yeah, I don't know what these handcuffs are supposed to do to this this gentleman. It is so weird. He uh, walks around and uh, he's being told that he's being forced to to work on this. But this is even better. He's not needed.
3: I mean, no, he's not because it seems like they already know what to do. Yeah. But, like why are they doing this?
2: Bison says he's making superhumans to, to to fight to take over the world for him. He's okay. trying to control superhumans. And Charlie is one of the experiments that he's doing, and he tells this guy, "We already have your, your, your info and your research. We we could just do it on our own."
3: I mean, yeah. Why well, they don't need him at all, and it's they like, don't really don't
1: need him. He's yeah. just
3: there because he's part of the video game. So it's like, okay, yeah, let's we just work put him, him in. in. Yeah. But like, there's only one experiment going on, and that's that's Charlie. So like. What do you mean you're making Superman?
2: Yeah, and and, and <laughs> I love man. And The computer here is so great. It keeps saying things like 50% muscle mass.
1: You know like Oh my god. Um, 30%
3: it, brain activity. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just like wild.
3: <laughs> they don't need this doctor at Upgrade. all. Upgrade. But like there's, there's no the, point to this whole entire movie. Like once he gets kidnapped or whatever, he's just in this machine and you see him occasionally and he's slowly turning into something else.
2: Yeah. Uh, I wish it would have been, like, back down fireball. You know, like, <laughs> left, right, left. Um,
1: up, down, X. Yes.
2: <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, AB start? Is that what right I just us? learned AB how to use the,
3: the, the, Liu Kang, um, the Liu Kang fireball. I learned how to use that in Mortal Kombat recently. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it now. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: She's learning. Learning. So, yeah, this computer, this character, and uh, M. Bison threatening him was making his crazy super soldiers. It's just another subplot forced into this movie we that's need not it. needed.
3: Yeah. It's so stupid. It goes nowhere anyways.
2: Yeah. They could have just had a, a guy and called him Blanca.
3: I mean, well, his name is actually Blanca. It's Carlos Blanca. Who? Isn't it? the it's character? It's Charlie Blanca. Well, it's Carlos. They call him Charlie for, for like a nickname. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. It's Carlos.
2: Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, it doesn't stupid matter. So it come back don't until need. way later yeah. in the movie anyways. So, yeah, the plot is Ryu and Ken are gonna infiltrate them. So naturally, the plot now becomes that Ken and Ryu. Um, oh, and by the way, when I, we got now, this is one comes to one of the quotes. Okay, because this is where I love this is raw Julia stuff. Uh, he uh, they see on the news that Ken was killed. A guy was killed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, by Sagat and some other people. And he sees this on the news and DJ goes, that's great. And this is where Bison says, not for me. I was hoping to face Guile personally on the battlefield. One gentleman warrior to another in respectful combat. Then I would snap his spine. Ah, The road not taken, but why? Why do they still call me a warlord and mad? All I want to do is create the perfect genetic soldier. Not for power, not for evil, but for good. Carlos Blanca will be the first of many. They shall march out of my laboratory and sweep away every adversary, every creed, every nation, until the very planet is in the loving grip of the Pax (laughs) Biscanca.
1: What? (laughs)
2: And then peace will reign, and the world, and all of humanity shall bow to me in humble gratitude.
1: Sorry.
3: It <laughs> <That> was amazing. <laughs> God bless you, Ron amazing. You're amazing.
2: I just love that. I would snap his spine. <laughs> I would. I would have to fight, fight him in respectful combat.
3: No, no, not, not break his mind. Yeah, but he's not a bad guy. Why do they call him a warlord?
2: Pax Basanka? How do you say that? I have no idea. B-I-S-O-N-I-C-A.
3: Yeah, let's go with that. That sounds about right.
2: Bisonica?
3: Of the Pax Bisonica. 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 Bisonica.
2: Love it. Okay, so anyways... <laughs> Yeah, so now we get a. I guess, um, while well, Sagat, Vega, Ken, and Ryu are on the run, they join up with Mbison, who throws them like. I don't know why. They're at like circus tents. Yeah. And they throw them like a ball.
3: It's like a welcome party. Yeah,
2: where there's a woman that comes from the sky and it starts doing like dance, like a, basically the a circus alley. Yeah. In front of them. And it's actually secretly,
3: it's Chun Li. Yeah, Chun Li. She's dressed up and she has a mask, like a masquerade.
1: Yeah, she mask looks like a Kana.
3: and yeah, she looks she looks cute. So she's you know shaking her booty and you know doing like trying to do like a magic trick. So they put her like Honda's there too, and um, yeah, What's the other guy? The fighter. Balrog. Balrog. He yeah they so they put her in like the barrel, the barrel that says Capcom on the f- top That's of right. it. Yeah. And they try to do like a magic trick where like okay, so she's in the barrel and Honda like picks her up in the barrel and he puts the barrel on his stomach where then Balrog comes in with a sword and chops the barrel in half on Honda's stomach. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be in there, but there's the trick. She comes down from the sky, and she's, like, twirling around, like, ooh, I thought I was in there. Yeah. But um, it turns out that she's... So she then um, looks, she looks at Ken, and she, like, she recognizes him. And so Ken turns to Ryu and says, I think she likes me. <laughs> so it's that easy for her to lure Ken out after she does her little show, she lure Ken's out of the circus tent and into another tent where she proceeds to, I'm guessing, beat his ass. Because all you hear is like, biff, suck, poof, zap. And like, someone's getting beat up in there.
2: <laughs> well, I, was, I just, while you were saying all that, I just remembered that I think something else happened we forgot to mention. And that's that uh, Chun-Li broke into the police headquarters... And found out that she went into the morgue to see Guile's body, and Guile's still laying under the sheet. Oh, yeah. And then she he just stand, sits up. So Guile was waiting under a sheet, pretending to be dead for, like, a whole night.
3: Yeah, and, okay, so because movie, because chun Lee had to see him get up. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're not dead. And uh, then... He explains that it was all just a ruse.
2: Yeah, she figured it out real quick. Yeah, she actually knows. She's like, "Oh, I get it." The guy, those two guys, are the ones that pretend to kill you. They're working for you. Yeah, and they try to arrest her for breaking into a police, like the military stuff. And she runs out. She jumps out the window and runs off.
3: Yeah, she's like a little ninja. She's and
2: they're like, oh. ah, you know, and of course, God goes, "What a woman!" <laughs> but that's when she goes to this 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 thing, and she does this magic tricks that you're seeing. Yeah, and while that. Is happening the other 10? I think they're fighting. Mm hmm. Bison and Sagat have a little meeting, and he says to him, Why don't you? He's like, w- When I take over, you could run the world with me. You can run one of the countries.
3: Now, this bothers me a lot because, I mean, didn't he double cross him? Yeah, well. So, no, I mean, not yet. I feel like he did. Didn't Didn't he?
2: No, he never double crossed. Uh, Ken and Ryu double crossed Sagat. Okay okay and but no he says you can run the world you can run shadowloo with me as my second or whatever and uh sagat says hmm well let me see your money first <laughs> and he gives him a case and that is when we get introduced to the uh, bison bucks oh
1: my god! and he's like
2: what is this money this isn't worth the the money that it, you know the paper it's printed on and he's like oh you kidding me i'm kidnapping the queen of england and we're which by the way never comes back and he says i'm going to I'm going to hold her ransom to make them $5, $5 worth five pounds each.
3: I mean, he very well couldn't kidnap the Queen of England. You know, yeah. there's too many other plots going on.
2: Yeah. And that's when Sagat <laughs> basically curses out. He's like, you're a madman. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. But before, and of course, this pisses off Bison. Like, he's going to kill him. But before he can, that's when they get interrupted by a news broadcast. On a TV that just happens to be right next to them. Yeah. Where it turns out Chun-Li, E-Honda, and um,
1: Balrog, Balrog mm-hmm.
2: have sabotaged all their weapons in a truck to go into another truck to explode and make up like a bomb.
3: Yeah, it and was like, kind of cool.
2: Yeah, but, the, the, well. It was bad. a cool explosion. They, <laughs> Sagat and, and, and Bison watched this slowly happen as they're realizing huh and he looks back and forth watching the truck ram the other truck and he's like huh huh okay everybody run and that's when <laughs> they run and the truck explodes before it even hits the other truck yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very badly timed
3: movie magic yeah
2: they didn't even film this <laughs> even correct at all it's, it's just, a cool
3: explosion it blows
2: though. up and now they run off and uh, just chun li and uh e honda and balrog have a head start but we get a hilarious computer screen that tells us they were taken, they were captured.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody was captured.
3: Yep, everybody was captured.
2: Yeah. Uh, and Ken and Ryu are like, "Do we go along with this?" And and basically, M Bison's like, "You you can work with us. You're one of us now." So Ken and Ryu go with him.
3: Yeah, that doesn't make any and,
2: sense. And uh, Sagan has just insulted him, but he brings him along, too. He doesn't kill him. Yeah. He just keeps him along as one of his guys. Mm-hmm. It's really, really strange. But they go to torture the rest of them. But the problem is, I guess the turn, what the, the twist is that the three of them aren't, aren't really news people. They're three people who want revenge on M'Bison for ruining their lives. I guess Chun-Li's father was killed in front of her by M'Bison. Yeah. Which he says, well, that, you know, to you, it was a big day in your life. To me, it was just Tuesday.
3: Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I would have killed this motherfucker yeah. right there.
2: Um I, I love that part, though. I love that line so much. Uh I guess Ihan's career was crippled, and so was Balrog's. Their careers were completely destroyed by M. Bison. Mm-hmm. They were, like, pre mm-hmm premier fighters he, was a, a he boxer, was a boxer and he was and a, a sumo, sumo wrestler. wrestler yeah so i guess their lives were completely destroyed so they they banded together to get revenge
3: yeah so everybody has their own little um like revenge, revenge story on it. story yeah like they, yeah. they all have their what they want to do you know
2: you, you think that you would make it maybe his side guys like oh i have a grudge against dj or i have a grudge against zang or i have a grudge against vega
1: mm-hmm. and
2: it all just ties up yeah but instead, they're like, "No, we all have one common villain." Yeah. So.
3: Well, because he's the worst. Yeah.
2: And Ken and Ryu basically are going through a like a, a crisis of conscience. Like they they're starting to realize that maybe they're doing the wrong thing. More so, Ryu than Ken, because Ken is like, "Well, let's just get the <laughs> hell out of here." You know, things yeah. are fishy. But. Uh, Ryu's starting to realize, maybe we, we're not. I don't feel like a good person anymore. Maybe we should start helping these people.
3: Well, yeah, because he's literally kidnapped like half the medical professionals in the entire what where whatever country or They don't seem to care
2: about that. They seem more <clears throat> upset that the other three were taking.
3: Well, that and also that he has a plan to kidnap the Queen of England. So maybe do something.
2: Yeah, and they also have that facility where they're turning Charlie... Carlos into Belanca, this monster guy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So there's a lot going on. And there's by a... the way, he
2: now that they show him, he keeps looking more like a cave, a green caveman in an orange a wig on yeah, his head. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's
3: absolutely god-awful. Yeah. Uh, Zangief
2: is funnier and funnier in every scene. He He's be trying to become friends with uh, Ken and Ryu. He can't do a thumbs up properly. He just doesn't know anything. He's kind of like a dummy, <laughs> but it's kind of great. Uh, at the same time uh chun li uh and bison takes chun li
3: yeah he's got her and he makes sure that he this says is... i
2: want her in my room
3: yes this is a very villainy cliche that we see in a lot of movies especially it happened... these video game films you mentioned big trouble in little china before they do it then where um lo pan takes the two girls and dresses them in their beautiful red gowns well, and their headpieces
2: yeah a lot of people will go back to uh Return of the Jedi with Slave Leia. Yes, uh, for some reason the villain Jabba's always like put him in a, her in a metal bikini.
3: Well, yes, because the villain, you know, likes the the women to be dressed the way he Even wants. Even a giant them to slug
2: be. is yeah. like, I'm into women.
3: It's like, humans. yeah, let me just uh, let me dress them the way I want them to look. Yeah. And so he puts, you know, Bison puts Chun Li in this beautiful red Asian dress with a, slits up the side, um, and her cute little hair buns. That she wears yeah yeah she's but, now um, in the outfit yeah. she's in the outfit it's just a different color
2: yes know? it's the red it's actually the alternate outfit from the video game yeah. the one nobody knows is blue but if you pick two characters the other one would be red
3: yeah she looks cute as hell i mean ming na wen is just she's adorable yeah
2: so she looked really cute but she was just we, we we have to point out this also happens in the first Mortal Kombat movie which uh shang Tsung is like obsessed with sonya and dresses oh, her yeah. up, too
3: he puts her in i don't this, know why yeah. this is a thing no, you know, the, the, the villains are, are very villainy, they, and, and they like their women a certain thing. way. And yeah, they have yeah.
2: to get dressed up, put her hair in buns. Yeah, I mean. Can you imagine the stylist that he has on on, uh, on the the Shadaloo uh, stylist that they brought Seriously, in? Seriously,
3: I mean, who's doing all I this? I want to know because... if his
2: job is. I wonder if he's one of the uh, video game characters we haven't introduced yet.
3: Oh, my gosh, I know. And they just have those hair dresses laying line. around yeah. in her size and the boots and everything in her size. It's it's very convenient. It's very you know.
2: Wasn't there a guy named Dan? I don't. I think that's a character everybody makes fun of in the video game.
3: Yeah, because everyone has interesting names
2: except him. Dan, and he's been a running joke in the video game, I think, and it, even in the movie, the other Street Fighter movie, The Legend of Chun Li, mm-hmm. which is another bad movie. I think they had uh, the guy from American Pie play him. Which guy? The goofy one.
3: Oh, Stifler.
2: No, no, no. The actual tall guy i think i don't remember what girl he's dating in the movie
3: oh 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 yeah it's the one that was with katie holmes she she, they were together for a long time right
2: oh i don't Um, know he's in that ryan reynolds movie where ryan reynolds was fat
3: oh shit yeah chris something right yes uh klein chris klein chris klein yeah
2: that actor plays dan and it's like a joke that like even in the movie they pick the guy who doesn't like work he's so bad at it too
0: get used to it your new roommates I spent the last three years of my life chasing around an organization called shadow out
2: i was like the dan maybe is the stylist of the uh of the island <laughs> but uh you know virtually chun li tells her entire story to um, him and that's when she walks around and sees the clown painting
3: yeah which is so funny oh my gosh
2: and he's and lovin- by the way he's changing you mm-hmm. want to talk about his clothes because he he has the comical woman behind the shade throwing his outfit over the shade. Oh my god! So he's got he's throwing shoulder pads, his cape. <laughs> he's got a hat. He has a, a hat, hat rack.
3: rack. It's like hundred
2: colors of his hat. It's
3: the same hat, but it's like <laughs> all different colors.
2: He puts on a smoking jacket color scheme of M. Bison, and then takes a new hat that matches that color scheme.
3: He looks like the Adolf Hitler. Of like no you know what he looks like he looks like the hugh hefner yes. of like the russian dictatorship or whatever
2: he's amazing he's so funny in the scene he's like shaking cocktails and she's telling this sad story about her life and he's like don't, he doesn't give a, shit. You know, I don't give a shit. he's the villain she tells him that she learned every fight it's like three fighting styles just to prepare to beat him yep and he says yeah i know you're a liar because i've seen you you've never you never had a fight yet You've been hiding behind E-Honda and uh, Balrog this entire time. Yeah,
3: he says, you're no threat to you're me. You're no
2: threat. I can tell.
3: She says uh, she holds up her her shackles and she breaks them. And she, she says, goes, that's what I
2: wanted you to think.
3: I wanted you to think that. And Don't she underestimate it. me. She
2: does her jump kick from the video game right into him. He goes flying. She beats his ass. She actually smashes him to like, his television screen. Yeah, she
3: does. She does a really good job.
2: But at the same time uh Ihan and valrog were being tortured and they broke out but ken and ryu decided to help them and they thought they'll be really excited to see us but when they walk in to save them they chain them up and they gag them with their chains they're choking them out and they speak in choke code <laughs> And uh, they're, it's supposed to be a really funny joke that they're speaking to him like this.
1: <laughs>
2: and they're like, oh, I think he said he can help us.
3: Did you hear it? I don't Did know. Did you hear I, even I a word? I didn't know what was
2: happening. I, I kind of giggled help. at this joke, but I it was kind of like, this is so stupid. It was.
3: Like, I think it was funny, stupid on purpose. It,
2: it's so odd.
3: Because it was just funny. Like, he was literally, like, gurgling. Like, he couldn't yeah. breathe. And, there, and he says, wait, what's that? You can help us? You can help
2: <laughs> Uh, he keeps saying different things first. Oh he's like, I, I think he just said, uh, "Hail Bison." And he's like, no, I don't know if that's what he said. I think he says, huh? "He knows the way out." And he went, <laughs> "Oh, you can help us." <laughs> so stupid. It was so stupid, but it, it oh, kind of it made was, me giggle. It
3: was very, it was funny. So
2: they go to save Chun Li from M Bison, but she doesn't need saving. They actually ruin the, the moment plan. for her. They it. and stop her from beating M Bison. Because he's able to get in a plexiglass.
3: Like a safe room. Like a and safe he room. he hits the, the emergency button. And he's all encased in this like safe room. And he can see out. And he gases them. So they all get gassed. And they're all out. But instead of <laughs> having them killed, he just lines them up again. And just keeps them in their freaking shackles. Yeah. I love like, when they're
2: all falling what? to it
3: what yeah. is happening yeah
2: he shackles them up again
3: again like he could easily just get these pests out of the way by yes. killing them but no 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 it, you know movie we need movie yeah and so we got to keep them in the movie and so this just gives him so much like you know more screen time to be like silly
2: and, and you would think because they keep setting up that he wants to be an honorable fighter and actually fight people hand to hand that he would be okay Chun-Li's actually a worthy component, like an opponent. I'll fight her. Yeah. But no, he gasses them all.
3: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And where's Guile during all this?
2: Well, I was going to get to that now. Because now that they're gassed out, they cut back to Guile. And now I'm going to get to you, okay? So Guile is now told that they're going to round up all their troops. And now that they have the location because of Ken Ryu, they know where where M. Bison's base is. And also because Chun-Li was able to track them, you know, they found, she found them too. So I think that they know where he is because I think they might have had tracking the base on Ken or I, I'm not really sure. But they also know where he is. So they're going to round up all the troops. They're going to invade the base. Mm-hmm. But before they can, the government sends in a, a lackey to tell them, no, we're going to stop and we're going to actually talk, we're going to. Come up with his demands. We're gonna like talk him. You know, we're gonna find a a, a ground here instead of having a war. And, Common uh,
3: ground with whatever billions of dollars he wants. I
2: don't know. And uh, so that leads, and he basically, and uh, you know, Giles like, no, I'm not gonna go along with. it. He actually pushes the guy, and the guy's like, you're you're fired. Virtually, you're fired.
3: Yeah, he really. And now I want,
2: want come you to in. tell your troops to stand down. So this is where coked up. Van Dam gets his big moment
1: and I want
2: you to do your best imp-
1: Oh my your god best
2: attempt like I tried at doing okay. this dialogue because this scene is great.
3: Do I have to do the accent?
2: You could do it any way you want. I, I couldn't do an accent, so I didn't try.
3: I can't do it either. Troopers! I have just received new orders. Our superiors say- You gotta slow it
2: down. Remember he's coked up and okay, he's wait. very slow at this.
3: Troopers! I have just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled, and we can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes, and our friends will have died here. We'll have died for nothing, but we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideas like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up, but we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm gonna get on my boat, and I'm gonna go upriver, and I'm gonna kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it. Now, who wants to go home, and who wants to go with me? Yay!
2: You gave it so much more quick. He's like pauses. Like, he says crazy. boat.
1: It- Boat.
2: He thinks about every word, too.
1: Let's
3: go to the boat.
2: I, I remember he, I, my favorite part of this is when he keeps saying, but you can go home.
3: But you can go home.
2: But we can all go home.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I have I have another quote that I would, but oh, I'll wait until. Is it this one? No. It's. <laughs> no. No,
2: because that's my favorite. All right. So, yeah. uh. They all decide, Yeah, we're gonna go with you and they all jump on the boats and they uh, tell those the uh, Yeah, it doesn't matter, you can't stop me now, you fired me already. Yeah, I don't work for you. So they all jump on the boats, every soldier follows them. We gotta point out one soldier in particular sounds like he's overdubbed.
1: Yeah, but it, that I
2: happens can, a
3: lot throughout the movie. It's though. only one actor no it happens with chun lee too when she's doing a news report and she's talking she's not talking her mouth is not moving but the oh, voice I is didn't there notice that. maybe yeah. it was
2: the camera and the tv whatever but there's one guy he actually stands up in the meeting when they were talking about the base and he actually says something like but what about this <laughs> and he's like that's a good idea. that's a good thought you know like <laughs> okay and then they're on the boats and he says it again he's like uh i don't know general is he a general what is he i don't know what he uh, is colonel guile what colonel? are we about to do you know something like that it, it's oh my god it's, it's terrible so bad. but this yeah. is really funny for some reason weird music starts playing i actually questioned it to you i said did he put a cassette in to play this music
3: okay so the music was part of the scene but it was like
2: it does not seem like it is it but it,
3: it's not coming from his um
2: boat which is really funny because he actually takes a cassette. And puts it into this. He's he's driving a crazy hovercraft of some sort. Yeah, looks it looks kind of neat. It's kind of neat, but he puts a cassette in, and it you think it's the mute, but the music's already playing. So you're like, is he gonna put music in to change the scene? Yeah, but they didn't. But then all of a sudden, it starts playing a video.
3: Yeah, it's weird. It's a
2: tiny cassette. Yeah and he starts watching a movie a home movie how
3: I mean. do you okay first of all it's a movie music cassette it is not like yes
2: it's a it's an actual music, music cassette. cassette. it
3: does not play videos it
2: plays a video in the scene and it's of him double dating with charlie carlos uh, blanca yeah, it, whatever the hell this name guy's name is does, and they're, they're at dinner Yeah, and someone's videotaping there for some reason yeah
3: why does he need and this the, for motivation to go I, rescue him I, I, and
2: it, it's love music playing too and and when the best part of the video is it freeze frames on Carlos
3: it's so weird
2: and then he's like that's right
3: it's almost like he's in love with him
2: he, it, it's almost like he said but you can go home <laughs> Meanwhile <laughs> ideas like peace freedom and justice they get packed up
3: oh my god I can't
2: but you can all go home. go home uh yeah it's that that's his motivation here's Charlie
3: yeah. Not not the fact that the queen is going to be kidnapped. Not the fact well, that... Well, they
2: never go back to that. That doesn't even happen. But, uh, so at the same time, before they get to the, the island, before the war starts happening, the other characters start getting free.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Each character goes off in their own thing. Uh, Ken and Ryu kind of try to make a run for it, but there's, like, bombs going off or something. Because I think they, they start getting to the island, the, the soldiers. Mm-hmm and Ken and Ryu kind of split up because Ken doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to die. And Ryu is like people are dying upstairs. We got to save p- these people.
3: Yeah. So I want Ken...
2: I I finally figured out what I want to do.
3: Ken has a change of heart later on. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh the others this is really funny is E Honda and Zangief Zang- 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 Zang start fighting.
3: Oh my god, it's the best.
2: Like titans. And they they keep disappearing in the shot. like They just all of a sudden start tackling each other. And then in every other scene, you just see them bursting through walls and in, in, in going into each segment. But the best part is at one point, earlier in the movie, there was like a small model that uh, Bison and Bison has his future of what he wants Shadowloo to look like. Yep. And it's a completely small model that uh, Derek Zoolander would have flipped on the ground and said... <laughs> How, you can't. <laughs> you How can can't you, even fit through the building.
3: <laughs> How can you teach kids to read good? you yeah. can't even fit inside the building. It's one of the best quotes.
2: It's a shadowloo for ants. But uh, the <laughs> funniest bit here is Zangief and M Bison. No, I mean Zangief and uh, E Honda are fighting on top of that model while making Godzilla sound effects.
3: It's it's quite it's just
2: and to make this even more racist they shoot they show a shot of that one asian guy who sounds like he's overdubbed yeah. watching it i know on a video camera he's watching it I know. and he looks at another asian character and they make faces at each other
3: i was like i was like Whoa. what yeah i was like that's just that's
2: fucked i feel a little uncomfortable
3: yeah there's um too
2: much yeah it's very crazy uh
3: so everybody's fighting someone. Yeah, and they all get scene. to the
2: base. Yeah. And, and this is where I started saying that their costumes start slowly coming out. Because E-Honda mm-hmm. was in a hut, like a luau shirt.
3: Well, yeah. He got
2: whipped. And then his shirt's ripped off and mm-hmm. hanging down. And now he looks exactly like E-Honda from the video game. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, Balrog has a boxing gloves and... His blue and white tank top.
3: Where did he... Did he go I to his locker? I don't know
2: where they got this In
3: the, from. In the evil base? Yeah. And you pick he, out that stuff?
2: Zangief's shirt rips off and he's in his boxer shorts virtually. <laughs> and so he looks exactly like the video game with his chest hair and everything. Uh, <laughs>
1: his Ken and boxer Ryu, shorts.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ken and Ryu were given what they were called... Now, these characters have never been shown in this movie. They were told, oh, here's some new outfits for you guys. In the locker room, just like our uh shadowloo soldiers. And it was like, wait a minute. They're like, what is it called? Geese?
3: Yeah, they're wearing geese.
2: Is that what that's I yeah. think so, right? A key. yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they're training outfits. But we've never seen soldiers dressed in those before. No. They're always in these crazy tactical gear they're, helmets and stuff. They're
3: in camouflage.
2: Yeah. And so now they're just wearing their outfits. And, of course, they had a red and a white.
3: Perfect for them. Perfect for they Ken Ken had to work that in. I mean, you know, yeah. you have to make them look the part.
2: Um, Cammy and T-Hawk come out of this, this uh, jet or whatever the hell they're driving this this boat. And now, like we were talking about earlier in the movie, he, uh, T-Hawk now has a vest, like a black vest that's open. It has his nose. They're sleeveless. And then he has a, like uh
3: Like a headband. Like a
2: Native American headband.
3: Yes, that he wears <laughs> um, to keep him safe that he always puts it on to keep him that, safe, did he say himself that? safe yeah he said it.
2: oh my god and then uh cammy like Cammy's we said got her she, little she, braids yeah now she's got her braids suddenly and then she's got the, blue,
3: the top blue tank top and
2: like gloves
3: yep so everyone's looking like their character at and, this point in yeah. the movie and
2: they're infiltrating like the beach where guile already went in to go try, try to save charlie yep and so he ends up finding uh charlie gets loose because the doctor actually fights some people. I think M. Bison, he actually like turns against him and he shoves him into the liquids and the big comical bags of DNA fall on him and also start messing with his DNA. Yep. While he also hits the switch to release Blanca, Blanca is now a savage monster.
3: He looks like it's that, not that really. caveman commercial. Yes, that he Geico looks like the caveman. Geico caveman. Yeah, Paints except green. he's green. Yeah. It's so it's terrible uh
2: guile finally finds him and uh blanca goes to kill him but guile says "Uh, charlie he knows it's charlie although he looks like a caveman now yeah he says charlie it's me your friend and blanca's like oh i have a friend (laughs) oh and he's like look i can help you and he's like, oh, I don't think anybody can help me now. Yeah. And so guy was like, no, I can help you. He pulls out a gun to blow his brains oh, my God. out.
3: Oh, my God. Okay. So I was like, okay, the only reason that this might make some sense is because he wouldn't want to live as a monster like that.
2: And that is cruel.
3: He's still completely lucid. I mean, he he's alive. You can't just kill him. Yeah. You know, like, that was kind of brutal. That's brutal. I was like, what the? What is going on?
2: So the doctor actually stands next to him and says, "You can't do it. You don't have, you don't have the right to kill him." And he says, "Let me have." Now his hair has fallen out, by the way, and he's full starting to look like the character a little bit. Yeah. And he says, "Let me handle him. I have to make up for my bad deeds." And he's like, "You said you didn't have any part in this." And he's like, "No, they took my ideas." But right when he says that, the wall explodes, and it's kind of like said that Blanca and and Doslam, I believe that's how you say his yeah. name. they both get the building falls on them.
3: Yeah, they die, and you know what? they accept their fate because they wanted that fate. And they, the doctor said he's done bad things, yeah. and I guess Blanca, he he wouldn't want to live like that.
2: It's so, kind of an odd out for those two characters. It is,
3: especially them dying together. Like,
2: they, they, they seem very pointless. I mean,
3: look what you did to this guy, yeah. you know?
2: So mm-hmm. this leads Guile to really want to get revenge, even more so. Yeah. Uh, Where While uh, Ken sees Ryu in trouble and Ken goes to save Ryu, they work together and they're able to help save the hostages mm-hmm. with uh, Chun-Li and Balrog, and all that kind of stuff, while Ihanda and Zangief are still fighting. And, uh, this is a funny bit. Well, Guile goes to fight and Bison, and they start having a fight. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, wait, he says the the quote. He says, this is the collection agency, Bison. Your ass is six months overdue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's incredible. Um, So, uh,
3: Oh, my God, I love that quote.
2: Um, What's really funny is uh, Ihan and Zangief, they don't win the fight. They just get separated. And uh, Zangief ends up finding DJ, who's escaping with boxes of the money. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And Zangief's like, where are you going, DJ? Everybody needs, Bison needs your help. And he goes, dude, Bison's a bad guy. And and he goes, wait a minute. Zangief goes, wait a minute. He's a bad guy? (laughs) And he goes, yeah, you idiot. And he's like well why did you help him and he goes because he was paying me boat loads of money and then zangief goes he was paying you <laughs> <laughs> it's actually great i actually like, everything so that has to do doing? with zangief and m. bison <laughs> makes me
1: laugh
2: um this leads zangief now to become a hero and help the good guys get away mm-hmm. while guile is fighting m bison now this fight is hilarious it is m bison and guile go at it they have a good fight Guile is able to kick M. Bison into a computer grid that electrocutes him to death. Mm-hmm. But the computer says, oh, M. Bison's heart rate has dropped, uh, giving CPR, which his, his outfit gives him CPR <laughs> and then injects his heart with uh, whatever the hell the drug is that you yeah, give somebody. Yeah,
3: it's like uh, adrenaline. Adrenaline. <laughs> and he
2: wakes back up. But what's even better is he has superpowers now.
3: Oh, my God. He
2: says that his outfit is able to give him powers. Oh, my. And I can't. we get my next favorite quote. Guile's <laughs> like, wait a minute. What's going on? He's like, my suit can levitate things. It can levitate me. And he flies into him. and keeps punching him in the face. He keeps flying back and forth. <laughs> and then he says, you, you still refuse to accept my godhood? Keep your own God. In fact, this might be a good time to pray to him. For I beheld Satan as he <laughs> fell from heaven like lightning. That was beautiful.
3: It's <laughs> amazing. God
2: bless you, Julia. Every moment of the... Even <sighs> the last film, Wall Sick, knocking it out of the park. How you weren't... How he wasn't a bigger actor. He was so... Funny. he was so good. he's one of those actors like Leslie Nielsen who just were a serious actor but worked in comedy so well like it was natural
3: yeah
2: and uh, I'm such a shame well again this fight goes on and then Guile is able to kick M bison into his computer screens and blow up
3: and blow up yeah but and he doesn't just blow up he the whole foundation
2: the, yeah, everything starts exploding yeah. as uh, Guile's trying to run out. Yeah. And all of the others got to the beach, and everybody's okay, everybody's and they're safe. like, yeah, all of our heroes are together, and they say, what about Guile? He didn't make it.
1: Yeah. So Now, some of these characters that... really
2: haven't had that many interactions, but they act like they know Guile well.
3: Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Um, but then he comes running out.
2: He just walks, he stumbles out, out of the, the cloud. He
3: stumbles out of the big rubble cloud, yeah. and he's like, I'm okay. And um, and Cammy's crying and, you know, he looks up at her and he's like, he's like, oh, you're crying or whatever. And so she's like, huh, got some tear gas in my eyes. <laughs> I'm
2: like, oh. I didn't even understand that line. I was like, what did yeah, you
3: say? Yeah, it was so silly. But then, like, at the end, okay, look, we have to end this movie with something.
2: Well, Guile, he grabs Zangief's sideways thumb up. And turns it right side up and shows and Zangief's like, oh, I'm happy now.
3: Yes, I know how to do a thumbs up properly, not the sideways like I have been doing. This is a very amazing life lesson for Zangief. Yes. And so then they're all happy, woohoo! And they have to do like the big jump, like big fight pose.
2: Well, everybody actually does their winning pose from the video game. Yeah. In one screen shot, like they freeze frame on everybody doing their pose. Which includes Guile combing his hair. Yeah. Like, everybody does their pose.
3: Yep. It's it's, it's
2: so wild.
3: It's, I mean, it's kind of it, cu- it's cute. It's cute. And
2: they even cut to black with Chun-Li's laugh when mm-hmm. she wins.
3: Yeah, it's really cute. So that's Finn.
2: Um, and then, and at then... the end of the credits, <laughs> we have went. a system rebooting thing. And then system online and M. Bison's hand comes out of the rubble with a controller in it and he selects, they're like what what would you like to play today um, Bison and he selects Warlord
1: <laughs>
3: I mean okay, well
2: <laughs> what the hell uh, Yeah. Well, and by the way they deleted that at end credit scene from the theater release because they thought well, that's messed up because Rod Julian passed away before yeah. this movie was released. So they re- removed it. And then home video uh, and television were like, eh, screw them. I and mean, stuck it back on.
3: It was really not needed anyway because they never made a sequel yeah, to balls.
2: this. The, and the it's more like, comic did this, too. It's like the balls to think you're going to get another one.
3: I know. Your movie was... And Mario
2: Brothers, and which we Mario also Brothers. done about.
3: Yeah. Which actually brings us to a segment that we like to call Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Yes. So I find... One IMDb, one IMDb review that is a one and one that is a 10. And uh, I find these two pretty pretty good. So I'm going to read the one. This is a one out of 10 review. And the heading is a prime example of why Jean-Claude Van Damme deserves retirement.
2: Wow, that early on though. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: What a piece of trash. It's mystifying how quality actors such as Raul Julia and Ming-Na Wen got involved with this sad mess. Even the actors seem to be having a rotten time, never having seemed to have thought for a second that the end result could be anything but a train wreck. At least the actors were not spared the pain they would soon be inflicting on audiences. I don't understand what that means because actually this movie did good at the box office.
2: Yeah, we did I talk about that? It cost a uh, thirty five, I believe. Thirty-five and it made ninety nine point four.
1: Yeah. That, so, that's not bad
2: that's uh, tripling it i mean good. usually that's the kind of thing that's successful but of course if it made more it would be even better
3: but yeah. yeah and by those standards back then that's not bad yeah. so now this is the 10 out of 10 with the headliner
2: i mean this is insane this is 10 this better be a joke go it, ahead
3: i don't know if it is the headliner is this movie is okay
2: <laughs> well already <laughs> fuck you with 10 is not okay it's perfect Yeah, so that's my point why we can't have nice things
3: this reviewer says I've seen Street Fighter around about eight times And I don't see what's so crap about it The only thing that I thought was crap was the last fight scene between Guile and Bison It should have had more action and should have went longer The cast was well chosen and the actors played their parts perfectly. I really don't see what's so crap about it If any of you think this is crap go F yourself, okay? 'Cause this movie Wow This movie's good and I suggest you go and watch it. I'd wow. give it a six and a half out of ten. Do
2: you so why did date, you give
3: it a ten? Two thousand
2: and three. Two thousand and three. This is a two thousand and three. I've heard of three better
3: movies. Now than I know this is a real human because the grammar is terrible. Um, but I'm trying to read it so that you can, you know, understand. Gotcha. But this um You're being generous. I am being generous. I'm trying to help this dude out. But yeah, 10 out of 10. But then at the end of this, he says, I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. You don't know how to write a review and you should stay off IMDb. That's it, okay? That's stupid. You make no sense. Now, he doesn't understand why this movie is so crap, as he puts it. But then, I don't know. I mean, he thought the last fight scene was crap. I thought it was one of the better, stronger parts of the movie. But that's just me. But anyway, that's why we can't have nice things. Because people go on IMDb and it's either one extreme or the other. Yes. There's nothing in between with a lot of these reviewers. Especially
2: somebody who says right off the bat, uh, you know what, this is uh, okay. Which right. automatically shuts down your entire review of 10.
3: It does. So they don't know how to review anything it's, and they shouldn't go on there and review It's okay anything. to say a
2: 6 if you think it's okay.
3: Right. You know, why, I, can't you say six? why can't
2: you say 6? Why can't you? And the same thing with the 1. There was nothing you li- liked, not a single thing. It's come on, you do. There's something in here you liked. You giggled at least twice.
3: And this was written. This review for the one was written in 1999. So okay, yeah, right. it was a it was a bit ago.
2: But well, that 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 leads into our next segment, right? Is this a bad movie?
3: Okay, I personally think that this is a so bad it's good movie.
2: That I could agree with. That that I think I can get on board
1: with.
3: I was entertained throughout this movie. I don't think it was poorly directed. There were some, that, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Raul Julia's lines were just dreadful. I mean, just terrible, the lines. And the way that he he read the lines, he was obviously advised to do that by the director. So it's not on him. Yeah. But it turned into, you know, a goofy show. I don't have any problems with the casting here. I think the casting was fine except for JCBD. I think that was just a mistake. I, I don't even, he didn't even give any like crazy martial arts. Like, and he did a couple of kicks. And
2: there's a couple spins. A or
3: couple of that. spins, but you know, it, it wasn't anything that I could see why they had to
2: have him. Yeah, and $8 million worth. It's insane. Right. This, I, really. I
3: don't see that. So, what do you think?
2: I agree with you. I think you're dead on with that review. And you made yeah. me realize I might be seeing Raul Julia instead of Raul. Raul. I think I've been saying Raul. Well,
3: you know, I didn't hear it, and it's usually my job to correct these things. So you're okay. You're um, okay. Julia? but um, Raul. Julia.
2: Raul. I mean, hopefully Julia. in my, my mind it was saying it properly, but, you know, who knows. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think you're dead on here. Um, it, It's so bad it's good. You know, uh, recently in the two episodes ago, we actually started saying we're for now on going to rank movies. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we're always on the search for what is the worst movie.
1: Yeah.
2: And it was perfect to start with uh Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which is to us one of the worst movies ever. And we ended up giving it a one.
3: I couldn't take it. I which just, is
2: tough. Yeah. And I usually don't. I almost gave it a two, but it is garbage. It is a completely bad film. It, there's yeah. not much to like about it. Whereas this one It definitely is going to fall right behind it because since we started doing this, we we both admitted that the Mortal Kombat remake has grown on us a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's not on this list because that actually we think is okay. It is. So we're like, that's a decent film. Mm -hmm. These two movies are definitely at the bottom. So they're perfect to keep on with our ranking. Mm -hmm. So uh, Annihilation right now is our least favorite. And this movie shows you... How a, a bad movie can be fun and elevate itself, so it's perfect for me to give a four.
3: Yes, I'm giving it a four as yeah. well, and I also I, I feel happy doing this movie um, and putting it in line with the Mortal Kombat movies because JCVD was supposed to be Johnny Cage. Yeah, I'm so happy that he wasn't.
2: Yes, this, this movie proves that that wouldn't, and he would his yeah. ego would have taken over.
3: Yes, and hurt the
2: rest of the movie.
3: He would have hurt the movie. I mean, Johnny Cage does have an ego, but he's very lovable with yeah. his. You know his charisma and his personality but um this i i would never have seen jcbd as johnny cage i just no. wouldn't wouldn't do it and so i i'm giving this a four because i think it's so bad it's good it's entertaining I, and yeah
2: definitely put on the list of so bad it's good this is a perfect example of hanging out with friends laughing about a movie mm-hmm. while having some drinks
3: Oh yeah, there's so much goofiness. I mean, down to the drawn-on tattoos on some of the characters. Oh, we didn't to even talk freaking, about the marker tattoos. Yeah, the marker tattoos. The the. I mean, just the line delivery. So um, bad. There's yes. a lot of there's a lot of things, and you know, and I'm not. I'm gonna say that I, I think that Ming Na Wen. I think she's adorable, and I think her being in this movie actually added so much charm to it because I think she was cute as Chun Li, and she actually did some ass kicking, and she was just. You know, she brought something to the movie.
2: Yeah, it's like you know, this is a bad movie. There's we saw like screw ups on the directing. We oh, yeah. uh, can see screw ups on with the cast. We can see a lot of line deliveries that are like very robotic and very stale. The dialogue. Yeah. You can tell this is a guy who wrote Arnold Schwarzenegger movies because mm-hmm. Van Damme is given terrible one liners throughout mm-hmm. this entire film. There are so many we didn't even mention here, mm-hmm. um, and the whole movie's like that.
3: Wait, can I do one from from Arnold? Hey, Sully, remember when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Mm. And he drops him. He drops him off the cliff. It was really awesome. Or my I lo- favorite love perfect Commando.
2: ending to this episode is Sub-Zero is now plain Zero.
3: <laughs> and thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. So next month we are going to go on to our favorite month, October.
3: My favorite month ever and i feel like i celebrate october every every day yes we, we
2: we want to do horror movies all the time on the show but we're trying to change it up we don't want this just to be horror movies because we're always looking for bad movies mm-hmm. and that's every genre it's just sometimes easier to watch bad funny movies with horror movies but yeah. we're gonna go into something crazy for next month we're going to do the theme of um horror remakes yes so we're gonna we're diving deep to see horror remakes we have never watched, and we found a bunch.
3: Yeah, we found a bunch. We're trying to narrow it down, but I think we got it. Narrowed. I think we
2: have our five. Yeah, because there's five uh, Tuesdays, so we're gonna try to do five episodes mm-hmm. in in the honor of Halloween. I'm stoked. So yeah, I mean, again, always you know uh, hit us up on Instagram at uh, just another movie night and Joe at Crafty Misfit. And we always want to hear anything. If you want to hit us up and tell us themes or movies or disagreements or anything, I'd love to hear it. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a good one.
0: Our boss is the enemy of freedom and peace. These people have come from all over the world to stop him. If you're smart, you'll save your own ass. General Bison, he's a bad guy. If you know this, then why do you serve him? Because he paid me a freaking fortune, you moron. You got paid
1: Game over! Intruder destroyed